Salutations, Creation Nation. What's going on, Story Squad? It is your favorite author, N.M. Porterfield, once again, with another episode of Storytime. I hope you guys had a great week. Hope you had a wonderful weekend, and I'm looking forward to giving you some some new stuff this week. Uh, As for me, what did I do this weekend? Spent some time with my my youngest, uh, a lot of time with my youngest. I uh, found he's he's getting a little more clingy than than normal, but that's you know it is what it is. Uh, I will never never push away my child's love. Uh, we watched the the fight between Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. Uh, gosh, I'm gonna have to do a podcast on on combat sports just to break down all the things that I saw in that and and how it could went differently and you know everything like that. That being said, today's podcast, excuse me while I readjust myself, but today's podcast is going to be Cocoa Butter Love, why black love is important and why we need to save it. Now, um, before I dive deep into this, let me put out some statistics that are contrary to to popular belief. So um, there's this belief that Black couples are not getting married, but 86% of black men are married to a black woman. So black men are marrying black women. That's that's what's going on. Um, that being said, making sure that we have uh, we foster a love that is healthy, that is conducive, that is encouraging to one another, another is super important. So um, what we're going to be talking about is kind of the history of some of the attacks and the things that have happened to the black uh, love dynamic, how it's been shaped, how it's been shifted, why it's important to sustain and to to fortify and to protect black love. Um, that is no, you know, diss to anyone else's love. You know, if you love someone who isn't black, you know, that's nothing wrong with that. You know, absolutely beautiful love in all forms. You know, it's going to be beautiful. But there is a need for uh, black love and black relationships and black support. And so with that, that's what I'm going to kind of talk on today is that cocoa butter love, that black love, that beautiful love, that sun kiss love. Uh, you know, that's what I'm going to focus on today. Um, so let's start with this. If you're black in America... The chances are very high that your ancestors were slaves at some point in time. Um, That is an unfortunate truth. It is a dark history that um, even though we we don't want to dwell on it and I don't think we should dwell on it. I think we should use it as as momentum, as a springboard to push us forward to see what our ancestors went through. Sometimes we have to reflect on that history to have a better understanding of what we need to do uh, going forward. So when we came over as slaves, a lot of us were separated from our loved ones. Um, there were married couples who were brought over and the husband was sold to one plantation and the wife was sold to another. Or they may not have been split up. They may have been sold together, but uh the slave master would rape the wife, uh, 
the slave master's wife would have her time with the slave. Um, they would make them have sex with other slaves to to breed uh, a more superior uh, stock, as they would have said. Uh, a lot of horrendous, terrible things happen. Um, marriage itself was just a mode of survival for us for a long time. Uh, not only that, the dynamic um, was greatly shifted. Um, power was placed in the woman's hands and taken out of the man's hands. And, um, you know, I'm someone who, even though I believe in, in traditional values of a male leading the household, um, I also believe that that is in the stance of a partnership. So, um, although I consider myself the head of my household, my wife is my partner. I don't do things without asking her. I'm just because I'm the head of the household does not make me the only person who makes decisions. That's absolutely a falsity and it's not true. Um, the best way, the, the analogy that I love to use when talking about the dynamic between the man and the woman, black man and black woman, but man and woman in, the, in period is uh, the role of a quarterback. So if you as a man are the head of your household, you're the quarterback, you're the leader of your team. Um, that means if your team fails or if your team succeeds, ultimately that's on you. But that doesn't mean that in order for you to win games, you have to make every play. That doesn't even mean that you have to be the best player on the team every game. Uh, there are times where my wife has to kind of take the lead for a second because I'm not in the best place or I'm not where I need to be or Maybe she's just better suited for the task at hand. So if my wife is better at taxes, which both of us hate doing taxes, but if my wife is better at taxes, let her take the lead there. Why would I as the man just do it just because I'm, I'm the man? No, that's asinine. That's insane. Uh, learning how to uh, love your, your significant other as a partner is is crucial and fundamental, especially in black love, because uh, are, the world at large is already attacking. So um, going back to the, the history, um, the woman was placed in a position of power because the man was beaten to the point where he was fearful to do anything. Um, the woman who, uh, when she gave birth to her sons, would raise her sons to be fearful, would raise her daughters to be uh, like her. And so uh, the men would grow up being fearful in that same you know, stance because that was what was pushed on them. It wasn't their nature. It's not in our nature to be fearful creatures. Um, but you know, over time we, we overcame and, and you know, slavery was ended. A lot of us ran away, a lot of us fought to get free and, and we gained that. Um, and so now we reached a new, a new dynamic of trying to establish love when you don't have anything else going for you.
What's going on, world? Once again, it is your favorite author, N.M. Porterfield. And if you are creative for yourself and you're looking for an outlet to get your content or your voice out, then you need to check out Anchor.fm. Uh, I've been using it for over a year now, and I love it. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. And let me explain a few things. First of all, it's completely free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. I actually do a lot of my stuff on the go. And then Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So it basically gives you everything you need to make a great podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. So what's next? Slavery's over, but we don't have anything. We didn't receive the 40 acres and a mule that we were promised. Uh, the government at large hates us. They're not providing us with any of the tools that we need to be successful. So we have to kind of start out on our own. There was a beauty in this time period. It was, I'm, I'm talking about the, the early 1900s. Um, there was a beauty in this time period aside from the racism, um, because black people had each other. We had communities, we had uh, our own space to love freely. Um, and in doing so, we built beautiful things. A lot of you are familiar with Black Wall Street um, and things of that nature. A lot of great things came uh, right after that because we were kind of left alone for a little bit. Um, it wasn't until you know, the the racists of that time saw, oh, they're doing they're doing fine without us. Oh, they won't work for us. They won't be beneath us. Let's destroy what they have. Uh, they began to attack. Uh, not not necessarily just the home, um, but in, attack the spirit of of black love and of black communities. And our communities at that time were basically founded on love because like I said we we didn't come into this with anything and so one of the first things I want to talk about um you know about what black love needs today and why it's so critical why it's so important today is because black love when when two black people come together they have a shared experience that they can connect on um that allows you to have that safe space, that allows you to have that community, that allows you to have that person that gets what you're going through, that you can lay your burdens on and they'll understand. Now, that's not to say that someone of another na of another race can't be empathetic or sympathize with what you're going through, but they ultimately can't get it because of the fact that they haven't experienced it themselves. Um, there's a, there's a safe space there. There is a, a, um, uh, a peace there. Uh, and so I'm, I'm a huge advocate. You know, I always want to support black love because of that, because I know that in there, when it's, when it's thriving and when it's, is happening the right way, it can be beautiful and you can have peace and you can have peace of mind. Um, and there's a, a sanctuary that uh, 
kind of grows and, and flows from that. And, and I think we all, especially being in America, because every moment as a black person that you're in America, you're in hostile, you're, you're in enemy territory, you're in hostile territory until the country itself starts to shift into a more accepting climate until racists are no longer given a platform or given the ability to control policy and control things like that. Um, you're in hostile territory. And so understanding that you're in hostile territory, you can't be constantly at war and not have a place to retreat to. And so that's one of the reasons why I advocate for black love is because it gives you a place to retreat to. It gives you a place to come home and say, I can talk to you about this. I can open up to you because you are me. You're a reflection of me and you understand what I'm going through. So we we carry this on from the early 1900s into the, the uh, 1960s and 70s. Um, there became there there started to be all out attacks on black families, um, mostly on black men. Um, you know, dragging the men out of their homes, killing them, lynching them, uh, killing black men for no reason, killing black people. Period for no reason. Um, and getting away with it. Uh, there are a lot of hardships uh, that happen. And so the other beautiful aspect about black love is that if you're going to go to war with someone, if you're going to go to war and have someone on your side, it's good to know that you know the person fighting beside you has the same stake in it that you do. Um, you know, I, I have a friend of mine who, um, you know, they are black. Their spouse is not black. And one of them voted for Hillary and one voted for Trump. And I can only imagine the disarray that that causes in your home. Um, and that's not to say that that person can't love you, but there's some questions that need to be answered there. Um, you know, if it all comes down to it, you know, are you really on my side? You know, that's a, that's a very, uh, very strong difference in, in political opinion. And so for for other people, like it may not be something like that, um, but it can be differences in experiences. It can be differences in how something should be handled. Um, you know, another friend of mine, um, she recently kind of started having issues with one of, uh, well, with her, I guess her guy friend. I don't know if it's her boyfriend or not, but her guy friend. Um, and, you know, he comes from an affluent, uh, Caucasian family and she's black and there are just differences in the way that she treat, uh, her, his family treats her and because she's black, she sees it as one way. And because that's his family and he's white, he doesn't see what she's going through. And so he can't even acknowledge the pain that she's feeling and the trauma that she's experiencing because of the fact to him it's not real it doesn't exist or maybe to him it's something small or she's overreacting and so um you know and, and it happens with guys and girls like it, it's, it's not just with black women um, dating white men or, or any men of other races because it, it's not solely uh black and white that this difference can occur now um, there is some there is some solidarity in 
um, dating someone of another race who is a person of color. So if you were to date someone who's Hispanic, they have their own hardships that um, are relatable and and can be a point of, of connection for you. Um, but it's not the same, you know. And I think in order to, you know, be able to fully express yourself and your experience You need someone else. This is why I advocate for if you're going to see a therapist, that you find a black therapist, someone uh, who looks like you, who can understand and identify with the issues that you're going through. Um, You know, so you're not being told some stuff that doesn't really work for what you're struggling with. So uh, in the same thing, you know, your significant other, your spouse sometimes ends up being your therapist when you get stressed at work or you know, you are having a bad day or just in general, like something is bothering you. Um, I remember um, when Philando Castile got shot um, and tragically um, by a cop who just, I I, I still don't understand the situation, how the man did not uh, get sentenced to life in prison. But um, when Philando Castile got shot, um, my wife was in tears. And I didn't have to ask her why she was in tears. I didn't have to ask her why she was crying for a complete stranger because I knew why. Um, And it's interestingly enough, um, me and her had an experience when we were moving. Uh, I got pulled over by a police officer who uh, pulled me over because of my tags. My tags had expired. I was wearing a hoodie and sweatpants that day because we were moving. I wanted to be comfortable. And so when he pulled me over, uh, we were on a bridge. Um, The bridge only really had room for one car to be moving on. So in order to give him more room, I moved up on the bridge. As soon as I did that, his car shot up in front of mine. He cut me off, hopped out, pulled my car door open, put his hand on his gun and told me to put my hand on the wheel. So at that moment, I thought for sure that I was going to get shot. Um, I didn't move. I put my hands on the wheel and everything. And he asked me why I moved. I told him I was giving him space. And the only thing that saved me is that I had a family member who was actually on the police force who he knew. Um, Had he not, had I not thrown out that name and and caused him to stop for a second, who knows how that would have ended for me. And so I say that to say that sometimes having an ally, um, not just someone who's with you because they love you, but someone who's with you because it's their fight too. um, It makes things easier and it makes it makes life easier. Um, So, like I said, I'm I'm always going to advocate for black love. Um, for two of those two reasons are very important, but I'm gonna get to the next reason, uh, in a second. One of the greatest joys I have in this life is storytelling. Whether it's superpowered teenagers, high paid assassins, or ancient demon hunters. I am driven by the process of telling compelling stories that engage and entertain people. My hope is that through these tales, I can inspire others to attain to heights in their own creativity. 
to tell the stories of others through my lens and bring a smile to the faces of other individuals. Now you have a chance to be a part of my story by subscribing to my Patreon and helping me to grow my writing and my publishing company to the next level. With your support, I'll be able to create new content for you like podcasts, audiobooks, and more. To get started, just sign up at patreon.com slash your favorite author. So now we arrive at the part where the government got involved. And there's this saying that uh, black women traded in black men for food stamps. That is absolutely not true. Um, That is not the case. Uh, What happened was that black men were put in a situation where they weren't in home. Either they went to jail or uh, harassed by the police, whatever, drugs in the streets, trying to survive. Um, Black families still occur, whether they're traditional through marriage or whatever, or through wedlock, whatever. And black women need to take care of themselves. And, you know, there are black women who, you know... (laughs) You know, unfortunately, we'll have a man and, you know, he's doing what he can, but she's getting food stamps on the side Um, to say that, you know, black women traded in their man, uh, black man for food stamps is just not true. It's a falsity. Um, There are gold diggers out there, but there are gold diggers of every race. Um, So, you know, that is to to make that blanket statement about black women is just not true. Um, But what did happen is that uh, the war on drugs happened, you know, and the war on drugs and the crime bill, the 94 crime bill, all these things, um, which reminds me, uh, I'll do a podcast closer to Super Tuesday, but get ready to vote. Um, Your vote does matter. So definitely get ready to vote. But uh, the 94 crime bill, the war on drugs, all these things tied together and came together to remove a lot of black men from the homes, locking them up by droves, uh, some innocent, some not, but uh, it doesn't matter because the system itself was designed to lock black men up. Um, You know, even going into the stop and frisk and all these things, like these systems were put in place to lock up black people. And so, you know, you could be a black man walking down the street, get frisked, get framed for something that you didn't do, uh, Central Park Five. And next thing you know, you're in jail. And the family that you had is no longer a family. And the woman that you were with is now single, or at least for the next few years. And so, yeah, uh, things like that happen. But um, the, the thing about that is, and, and this is kind of the next point I, I have is, um, you need someone to be in your corner. You need someone to give you the benefit of the doubt. Um, black men, uh, and, you know, and women as well, but black men specifically are going to be perceived as guilty 99% of the time when anything happens. Uh, if the police were called and there's me, a white man, an Asian man, and a Hispanic man sitting there and 
you know, they said that somebody was fighting, I'm probably going to be the one that they're going to suspect first. Um, and it's just kind of the nature of how policing is, um, policing in general. And my thoughts on, on policing, uh, I do not believe that all police officers are racist. However, I do believe that to be a police officer, you have to enforce some racist policies. So you may not individually be racist, but you may be supporting the institution of racism by doing your job. Um, that is not your fault. If you know, you may not be intending to do that. You're just doing your job, but you're also inadvertently supporting racism. Um, having someone in your corner, having someone to have your back, um, to believe in you, to trust in you. And this is where healthy black love comes into play because, um, I've seen situations where um, there are times where, you know, especially domestic situations, you may need to call the cops and your significant other or something like that. Um, But in general, um, you need someone who is going to understand how to speak to you if things go wrong, how to be there for you if things go wrong. Um, how to identify with you when things go wrong. And so um, I think about if I were to get arrested today, um, you know, most significant others, whatever your race is, you'll probably think, oh, I need to call his family or figure something out. Um, But my wife being a black woman, being uh, an educated black woman, a woman who's, who's pretty, uh, into the culture itself and understanding what black people need. Um, she would understand what are the things that I need to look to. She needs to, she would know to look to make sure that I have proper representation. Um, if it is, if I am being charged with a crime, uh, she would know to not sign away anything because, uh, they could try to, lie or falsify anything like they're not going to trust everything that the police say or you know whatever or if it's something let's say it's non-police related um because i have been harping on the police for a while let's say something health related and so uh understanding you know with me being a black man understanding my diet uh, if something were to go wrong with me i've had a heart attack before and my wife uh you know being a black woman Uh, She understands, you know, how to do certain things for me and and as far as preparing food and stuff like that uh, to make sure I'm good. Um, You know, not saying that that's not a learned uh, something that someone else can learn, but it's also good to not have to tell everything and not have to teach everything. And um, I just feel like uh, I have someone who comes from where I come from and can speak to the same truths that I can speak to. And so having someone in your corner is is immensely, immensely uh, important, and especially for black love, especially, like I said, being a black in America because um, we're in a hostile environment. So we need someone to be in our corner.
So with everything I've said, with my little history lesson and my analysis of the way the world is today, why is all of this important? Why is black love important? Why do we need to fight for it uh, now more than ever? Uh, because it is becoming ever more important for black people to establish their place in this country. Um, I've said it multiple times on this podcast, and I'll say it again. Uh, while we are here in the country, in the state that it is today, we are in hostile territory. We are in enemy waters. And so as we continue to fortify black love, what shapes around black love is black families. What comes out of black families, black communities, what comes out of black communities, black government, black healthcare, black infrastructure, uh, black economies. And we need to establish these things now more than ever. So when we look at things like the current political scape, and, I, and I've talked about this in other videos that I've done, if you follow me on social media, uh, what becomes in, in, important and immensely much more important uh, for us today is our grasp on the world around us and the way that we handle the world around us. Uh, it is no longer enough to just exist here. It is no longer enough to just survive. We must now thrive. Uh, but it's hard to do that by yourself, period. Uh, even if you were to try and do it with uh, just your spouse, just your significant other, it's hard to do it that way. You, We need to support black love and black communities and black relationships for one reason because that's not what's being portrayed um, healthy black relationships are not what's being portrayed uh, in most mediums so uh, most of the black relationships we see are like love and hip-hop reality tv and things we see uh, that don't represent the reality of black love um most relationships are not going to be like love and hip hop. And the ones that are like love and hip hop are not healthy examples of black love. Uh, most of them. I, I, and I'm speaking on it because I don't watch love and hip hop. Uh, I could, I honestly couldn't tell you, but um, I do know that most of the relationships on there are going to be full of drama, full of fighting, you know, and not really representative of what a healthy, uh, loving black relationship should be like. Um, there are some celebrities that are good examples, but I don't think we should be looking to celebrities to be our example. I think we should look to ourselves and look to our significant other and say, okay, we're going to take this time to really see each other. I am going to love you because you are deserving of being loved. But beyond you being deserving of being loved, I'm going to love you because the world isn't. I'm going to give you the love that the love the world is not going to give you because you deserve it. I am going to do my best to shelter you from the attacks of this world and I want you to do the same for me. Have my back and I'll have yours. It is so important to make sure that we are shaping healthy uh, black loving relationships 
Um, just because you're with a black person um, and you're black does not mean that the relationship is beneficial. Does not mean that it is healthy. All skin folk and kin folk. Um, outside of that, you know, we we need to be willing to correct um, our brothers and sisters when they're in the wrong. And do so in a loving way. And when I say black love, black love also extends to platonic relationships. We should be able to be loving to our friends and family as well. Um, We need to be able to heal past hurts. Um, I have this, this belief that every black person in America is dealing with some form of PTSD. Um, Especially if you've been... Uh, around during the period of, of all of these uh, cops shooting black people. Um, I don't care who you are. You're not supposed to see people who look like you get gunned down like animals in the street and nothing happens. That affects your soul. That ex- affects your spirit. And so uh, black love is necessary to heal that. You know, you need someone who looks like you to tell you you're okay. You have value that you're not what the world says about you, that you're more than that, that your your potential is unlimited and and limitless and that you can go far beyond uh, the box that they tried to put you in. Black love is special. Um, And I say it's special because... Any love that can find a voice in a hostile environment, when you're so worried about surviving and you can still find love, that's something special. That's something real. And that's something that not everyone can experience. But I wish it on on all of you, all of my brothers and sisters in the world. So with that being said, I want to thank you guys once again. For coming to another episode of Storytime. Um, one more week left in February. So I'm going to do one more bit on love. And then we're going to hop on to some new topics. Uh, I'm going to try and get some more guests on the show. So if you know anyone who uh, has something that they would like to share with the world. Any stories that they want to talk about and tell with with me. Or you know any topics they want to just break down and discuss. Uh, definitely have them reach out to me. Uh, Once again, I'm thankful for every listener that I have, every listen that I have. You guys are the best. Uh, You guys are something special, and uh, I love you as well. Uh, That being said, uh, I am going to let you guys have a great uh, day. Definitely uh, check me out on Patreon if you haven't. Follow me on Twitter if you're not. And beyond that, have a great, wonderful, and productive day. It's your favorite author. I write books. Boom.